Hello, and welcome to the Art of Selling Online Courses. We're here to share winning strategies and secret hacks from top performers in the online course industry. My name is John Ainsworth, and today's guest is Luke Charlton. In 2013, he decided to quit his comfortable six-figure government job, move halfway around the world, and start an online business as a coach. Through years of trial and error and nearly going bankrupt, Luke finally discovered the formula for online success. Since then, he's helped over 4,000 coaches to grow their businesses online. Today, we're going to talk about some of the benefits of selling coaching versus courses, the framework for how you go about selling coaching, how to sell courses in conjunction with coaching, and more. Before we dive into our interview with today's guest, I've got an important question for you. Do you run a course business already that's already profitable and doing well? If so, you're probably leaving a lot of money on the table. Go to pimpyourfunnel.com and fill in the report there, fill in the, uh, the survey questions, and we'll create a report for you about what it is that you can do, how you can manage to increase your revenue from your existing course business. Luke, welcome to the show, man. (laughs) Thanks for having me, John. So talk us through a little bit, like what is the benefit of selling coaching versus selling courses? If someone's, is it only for if someone's getting started or if someone's already got a course business, like who is it easier for? Why would you recommend coaching? Yeah. So if you have, like, if you've already got courses selling, it's very easy to add coaching to that, right? So especially, you know, you've got a warm market. Like if you, if you have like, people joining your membership site or as they're buying, you know, consistently buying your course, it's it's very easy to upsell them to a, it's almost like you can just send a, like a couple of simple emails like, hey, would you like me to help you, you know, through this system, whatever it is, that's much easier than getting a cold prospect right someone has no idea who you are Mm. into a coaching program so it's like a no-brainer to just add extra cash flow to your business if you already have a course now if you're just getting started right and you're and not sure like what what's the path for me what i recommend is that you is that you sell coaching in the first instance and there's a couple of reasons for that number one you don't like with a course generally you have to like with a low ticket item, right? You're not getting on the phone to sell that, right? You're not, you know, if it's a $100, $50, even $500, even $1,000, you don't really want to get on the phone for that. Mm. You would just have to have too many conversations to make it profitable and you just burn yourself out. It's just a different model. So for a course, you, you really have to sell it via a webinar or like a sales page or a video sales letter. And that requires a level of skill that many people don't have. Like people assume because it's low ticket that that it's easier to sell. Whereas actually not, it's actually much harder because you need to know copywriting, you need to be good at knowing how to position the offer, how to make it stand out versus all the other hundreds or maybe even thousands of competitors in your market. That's not an easy thing to do. Even for professional marketers such as myself, that I, you know, I do this every day, I've been doing it for like almost 10 years now, even with my skill set and high uh, track like success record track record still a challenge for me like i know how to do it it's a process but people just getting started it's almost impossible it's very very hard to make work however if you sell coaching it's much you know to get some to get an appointment is much easier right to get someone on on a phone call because you're not actually asking them to sign up you're just saying hey let's have a conversation to see if it's a fit so it's the first thing much easier to get someone on the phone into your sales process 
And the other great thing about selling coaching, it's easier in that regard because you're like by their side, right? You're helping them through this. With a course, usually it's done, you know, it's, they're doing it by themselves or maybe there might be a Facebook group or something. So again, it's a harder sale. But if you're like, hey, no, we're going to do one-on-one sessions or we're going to do group sessions where I'll walk you through this process, hold your hand, you know, quote, unquote, hold your hand. It's much, it gives the prospect more confidence uh, that they can actually achieve the results. So again, easier to sell. And the, and the final thing is the metrics work out uh, much better if you're running ads in particular, right? Or even if you're just doing organic, like your return on, on invested time is, is much better. So what that means is you can sell coaching at a much higher level. So it could be whatever, 3,000, 5,000. There are coaching programs that go up to 100,000 and, and higher. So the point is that your return on your investment is much higher than a course that you might be selling for $47 or for you know, a thousand dollars, something, you know, somewhere in that range, right? So you get a lot more back for your effort, whether you're running ads or whether you're doing organic strategies. Okay. That's quite a lot there to unpack. So if you think if someone's already got a course business, but they'd like to have some more cash, they could add coaching on top. That makes total sense to me. I think there's no, I've got no question in my mind about that. Like it depends on, I think it depends a certain extent on someone's audience and someone's goals. Like we've got clients who like we've helped them go from like 3000 a month to 10,000 a month with, they've already got an organic audience. They've got an email list. They've got courses, low ticket, help them improve the, you know, checkout pages, the sales pages, the emails, get them up to 10,000 a month. But then they've added in coaching program and that's taken them to 20,000 a month. It's mm-hmm. like instantly they've just got that because a percentage of their audience want to do that. Mm-hmm. Some people don't want to do coaching. They're like, mm-hmm. I've got, I can make enough money from the courses where actually I don't want to add that in. But if you want more money, that's like an easy way. I think you're right. I think there's a relatively easy way to make a bunch more money from your existing audience because some people will spend mm-hmm. a lot more money to get a much better service where you're helping them kind of, you know, yeah. work through it. Yeah, I would say that everyone wants like the the passive income from courses, right? That's mm-hmm. right. They like want membership sites or whatever. I would say point zero, like to have that business model where you're just selling courses mm-hmm. and you're making a profit. It's extremely, extremely hard. Like I, I don't think I've, you know, I've run ads for seven and eight figure coaches, very, very well known. Okay, even those coaches that you would know the names of, they're not making a profit on like their low ticket stuff. Like what the business model for them is they sell whatever it is, a $47 product. It might have some upsells or whatever. The model for that is it pays for their advertising, mm-hmm. right? So they're it pays for their advertising. They're getting customers, which they customers convert a lot easier into a program. But the model is you have a low ticket kind of offering that pays for your ads. And then you sell them a coaching program. And that's where the real money is made, right? So there's definitely obviously people listening in now that have that model of, I don't know if I would call it passive income because there's still organic, right? There's two types that are paid and there's organic. Mm-hmm. With organic, yeah, it's great because it's free and, but it's not really scalable, right? So if you want to scale to, you know, a hundred thousand a month or, or higher, generally you're going to have to be doing um, some paid advertising. As soon as you go to paid advertising, that's when the metrics generally don't work out with low ticket stuff. That's when you have to have just the the margins aren't there. So right. yeah, right. I would say that like you know point zero zero one percent of the market have this amazing kind of unicorn thing where all they do is just sell court, like they run ads, they sell courses, and they don't do anything else. Like that's extremely rare in today's market with the 
with the cost of advertising. If you can make it work, that's amazing. But generally, if you want a profitable business, I like, as I said, you can be you can be profitable at say 20, 30, 40K a month, like at lower levels with mm-hmm. just courses. That's fine. It's, I'm saying when you're wanting to scale with advertising, that's when the model generally has to change. Got it. Okay. That's fascinating. So talk to us about the metrics on it then. So what kind of numbers, is it right to dig into specific numbers if you, yeah, cool. I know that you spent a lot of money on ads and I'm figuring you probably know all your numbers, but I just wanted to like uh, check first. So if someone's running ads for coaching, what kind of numbers are you looking at at any different point? And I'm aware it'll, it'll vary from like market to market, but as much as possible, could you give us a range of like, you know, what's someone going to yeah. be? Well, let's maybe start with what's the shape of the funnel. Like what are you generally aiming at? It goes add to opt-in yeah, or add to so, landing page or what? Yeah, generally, well, the strategy that I use is like once you have the right positioning of your offer, like in a way that it stands out, mm-hmm. you don't need a complex funnel to get clients. Like it's okay. it's always about the message, right? It's never about like you, I'm against really complex funnels. So what I do for clients in my agency that we get book their appointments for, we just go add, there might be an opt-in, right? Just put in a name and email address and they watch a five-minute video. Mm-hmm. And then that goes to an appointment and, and that's it. And then we have email follow-up after that's kind of like to get the leads, to get more leads with follow-up. But initially it's just add kind of opt-in and then appointment, right? Or add that initial appointment, that appointment you're pointing people to, is that like a 15-minute triage call to figure out who's a good fit? Yeah. Is that a longer, okay, just a short yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I'll again, like I could do, for me personally, I could pitch an hour-long call, which is harder to get someone onto an hour-long call, mm-hmm. right? So I do a triage for my own business because that's what I actually teach as well. Because again, it's I, I I look at like a my market, they're not skilled at marketing. So how can I make it easier for them to get the appointment? Yeah. So I teach them just do a 15-minute triage call just cool. to see if you can help in the first instance. That's the way that I kind of communicate that offer. And then... Um, yeah, it makes it easy to get the appointment and then also qualify. You're not spending an hour on the phone with someone that's like kind of unqualified. So then you bring them through to the the actual kind of sales call. So I do that for my own business. My people that do those calls for me, but then that's what I teach coaches and experts do as well, because then they can bring really high quality leads through to their to their sales call. So that's that's the process. Now, in terms of metrics, like if you're selling coaching, what I like to see is a five to one return. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now it doesn't always happen that way immediately, right? That's why we have to look at the numbers, right? So if they're not getting a five to one return, then we look at, okay, what are the numbers telling us in the funnel? Like what's the cost of the opt-in? Like um, what's the cost of the appointment? Are they in line? Like are they in KPI? And then if they are not, then we fix whatever it is that's wrong, like the offer and the ad, or it could be the, the five minute video to get them on the appointment but everything could be fine there and they're just not closing at a rate that's high enough. I think the coach might be closing one out of every 10 or one out of every 20. So we've got to help them with their sales process. So we just look at where the low hanging fruit is in the funnel that's not working. We just focus on that and and fix that. But generally at the end of the day, you want it to be a minimum of of a five to one return on your ad spend. Got it. Yeah. And in terms of some specific metrics for different steps in that process, what kind of conversion rate are you seeing typically for actual people turning up to the triage call out of triage calls booked the turning up? Yeah, that's dependent on, <laughs> that's very de- market dependent and offer dependent, yeah. unfortunately, but you don't, I mean, 
you'd probably want more than generally more than say 60 to 70% in most markets of people showing up. Yeah. There's always going to be no shows with, <clears throat> with paid advertising because they don't really know you. They're not invested in, in the relationship. So that's why it's, it's really important when you advertise that you are, and this is where a lot of coaching experts, course creators go wrong with their marketing is you want to advertise or speak to a problem I speak to a very painful problem, right? A really big, painful problem. That usually fixes a lot of problems with your marketing. Like if people aren't booking appointments, generally when I look at someone's marketing message, it's because the problem they're speaking to, well, they're they're not even speaking to a problem. It's it's kind of wishy-washy what they're actually solving. And so a lot of things can be fixed with a funnel not converting by just simply speaking to a much more painful problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then what kind of percentage use it's before they get to the triage call, do they have to go through any kind of like a survey to filter out people who definitely aren't a good fit or do you point everybody to book? The call? Um, well, that's really what the triage is for. Okay. Uh, with my triage, I ask like two questions. One is what's your website? So we can just look at their website before the call and who do you help and how do you help them? And that's really just to know, to make sure that we're getting a coach on the phone, which 99% of the time we are. So I say, you know, I used to be one to ask a lot of questions before the calls, but I found over the years, like just a lot of the questions I was asking, I was just asking in the call anyway. So yeah, for the triage ones, it's better to ask less because that's really what the triage is for. The triage, literally the definition is to kind of figure out if you can help them. So yeah. And then what kind of range are you seeing in terms of people who are a good fit from the triage. I'm guessing that's going to vary massively by campaign as well, but I'm, I'm guessing there's a range. Yeah. So for me, I would say like if we get out of five triages, probably like two will come through. So I have okay. people that kind of do the, those triage calls for me. <clears throat> two will come through onto my calendar that are qualified, like have, that have the money and like the motivation, like we can help them. Again, that's very market dependent so (laughs) your numbers may vary from from mine at the end of the day like with the show up rates how many qualified doesn't it doesn't really matter like those numbers are more of just like if things aren't working we kind of maybe can pinpoint but if you're getting us at a five to one ten like let's say you've got 50 percent no shows and only one out of every 10 actually qualify Mm -hmm but you're spending a thousand dollars and making back 20,000. Well, does it really matter? You know, you're getting a 20, 20 to one return. And this is where people, they, they overanalyze their funnel. They forget that the goal with advertising is to, you know, spend a dollar and make back five or spend a dollar and make back 10. So you have to take a step back from your campaigns. Okay. How much did I spend this month and how much did I make back? Cause I had that conversation with a lot of clients and they complain about shop rate or whatever. And I go, okay, well, how much did you spend this month? What did you make back? Oh, I spent $3,000 and I made back $12,000. Okay, well, kind of what was the problem here? Why aren't we just spending more money on our ads? And they're like, oh, yeah. And so I've had a lot of those conversations, you know, and that's the goal. It's only when things aren't working, right? When you're spending $3,000 and you're making back $3,000 or you're spending $3,000 and you're making back $2,000, right? So at that, that's when you really want to dive into the, the funnel and go, okay, well, our show up rate's not that great or this part of the funnel is not that great. But if, really, if you're getting a great return, like, yes, it, it'd be nice to f- maybe fix some of those things in your funnel, but you still should be kind of scaling up, if that makes sense. Yeah. I guess I'm trying to help people to understand, like, how does that five to one or 10 to one 
ratio managed to come about because it's like it's it's kind of one thing for you to say it here but for people to believe it it's like yes because well it's much easier to do that with a high ticket offer because your price points are much higher the reason why we say five to one is for a couple of reasons you know eventually you're probably going to want to bring on maybe a salesperson to do the calls for you so you don't have to do them so you've got to pay them right so that's usually 10%, right? So if you're selling a $5,000 offer, that's $500 of, of that $5,000 offer, that, that that goes to them, right? And if you're it's a, if it's five to one return, that means you've already spent $1,000 on that. So that's $1,500 that you're spending to them, right? And then you've got your own expenses on top of that to run your business, which might be another 500 or so. You've got other employees that you want to bring on. So all of a sudden, it sounds like a lot, five to one, but once you start bringing on you know, other employees and stuff, it kind of eats into that, into that profit margin to, to actually deliver your coaching. So that's why it's a good kind of baseline to say like a five to one return, which is, as I said, when you're selling high ticket, <clears throat> it's much easier to hit that than, than when you're selling a course. What counts as high ticket? What kind of is the minimum price point you find? This yeah, that's a good question. With? I would say $3,000 and higher. Yeah. But most markets here, it's 5k. But like minimum, you really want about $3,000, but be pushing to get to, to a $5,000 offer for most markets. Business type markets, you can do a lot higher. Okay. Yeah. And if you've got a big name in the marketplace, then you can, you know, where if you're like in weight loss, you could do a $5,000 offer. But if you've got a very big name, you know, in the market, you could do it for ten dollars or $20,000. So there's, depends on who you are as well. But for most coaches and experts, yeah, I would say for most markets about $5,000 is a good baseline. Cool. Nice. And then does it make sense for people at any point if they're using this model that you're talking about to also have a downsell to a course as well? Do you think, you know what, if you're selling this coaching, then great, just scale that up and focus on that? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if you're doing the triage strategy, they shouldn't really get into the second call unless they have the money, right? So you and that's part of the triage is you qualify them. They've got the $5,000 for the coaching. So there shouldn't really be a downsell at that stage. But yes, you can. And this is why, you know, like um, I prefer my clients and I just focus on selling one program because as soon as you bring in the downsell, which yes, you can have it, it gives the coach an out almost, if that makes sense. It's almost like they're like, oh, well, I'm not going to try over. I'm not going to try and kind of, overcome this objection or I'm not going to try and uh, I'm just going to get them into the course, right? Because they feel more comfortable doing that. So that's that's one of the reasons. Whereas if they just had that $5,000 program, then um, then they kind of work out how to sell it better, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. yes, you can have a downsell. There are good and there are positives and negatives to, have, to having a downsell. But if you've got it there, absolutely. Like if you've tried everything and they're just, for whatever reason, they don't fit that 5K offer, <clears throat> even after you've qualified them, they're like, you know what, then you go to the downsell. Um, but that's really for people that just don't have the money, right? That, that all they really have is just the money for that course. And that's because mm-hmm. obviously you give them, but you serve them at a much higher level if they are, um, you know, in the coaching program, you'll get them better results. Okay. So that's the only time I would downsell. So let's take a change attack for a sec then. What about, so a lot of people in the audience, they've got a course business already. They're sending low ticket kind of items like $79, $99, $200, this kind of thing. If someone's listening and they're interested and they're thinking, well, I'd like to get some extra money next month from selling some coaching. 
mm-hmm. what should they do? Like, do they need to set up this five minute video and pointing people to the book in the call? Do they just send out a promotion to their email list saying, I've got this offer, book a call? Like, what would you suggest at that point? Yeah, they've already got customers that literally just send an email. And this is again where I think people overthink it for warm audiences. Uh, they have a relationship with you now that they're customers and been going mm. through your course. I would, in the first instance, I mean, you, you can you can create like campaigns that you run every month, and then it might be a set of whatever eight emails or something that you send, or maybe once every three months. But if you just want to get some initial clients, literally just send a, you know, a few emails saying, "Hey, I'm thinking of putting together a coaching program where you work one on with me, or with you, maybe it's in a group where I handhold you through the process. If you're interested in learning more, you know, just reply to this email, and we'll have a quick chat. So I'll just do that." And jump on the phone with them and if they're a good fit sell them so at that stage you, you don't need like a two-step kind of approach because they're not cold mm-hmm. uh, just get on the phone and take them through a sales call process sign them up if they're a good fit so if you've got customers they'll get they'll jump on the phone with you like there'll be definitely a segment in there that want more help for coaching got it you just, you just got to be very clear on like what it is that you're selling so that's the that's probably the most work if you're going to do this strategy. It's not really the emails or getting appointments. It's more like, what am I actually selling here? So here's my system. Okay, there's this, it goes, the coaching is going to go for whatever it is, 12 weeks. There's these sessions. So that way, when you get on the phone with someone, you can clearly communicate what it is they're buying because if they're not clear, they won't buy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're clear. So that's probably just getting clear on what's your offer and then making sure you have that clarity before the calls. Nice. Okay. And one of the things that I think people struggle to get their heads around, if they're, if they're used to selling courses for like $99, $200, is how much more people will pay for coaching. Can you talk people through that at all? Like, I'll give you a couple of examples of like some of the kind of courses that people are selling. How to set up your home recording studio yep. uh, for musicians. Uh, and the guy was selling courses for like, kind of between, I think, $50 and $200, that kind of price point. Let's just start with one, for example. If that's what you're seeing as the low ticket, just buy the do-it-yourself course, how would you go about thinking how much you might sell the coaching for? Yeah, it depends. So as I said, there's within a market like that, and this is you know a lot of markets, there are people that are more serious than others, right? So home, home recording studios. And I've got like my... <laughs> my speakers behind me. <laughs> I know a little bit about this. With every, with a lot of markets, so actually, I'm, I'm kind of putting. To, I'm writing a book at the moment, or at least I'm planning planning it out. One of the examples that I have is like you know, if you had a course selling like Sudoku, like you know, helping people with with Sudoku, right? The little puzzle thing. Would someone pay five thousand dollars if you know to help to help them get better at Sudoku? Like no. Generally not. However, what if I said to you, well, what if it was that person's profession where this was their way to bring in income? So they went to Sudoku competitions. Would they pay $5,000 then? Well, yes, they probably would because it's their profession. They're, they're much more invested. They're, it's much more important to them, if that makes sense. So the point is, like with, with this market, right, are there people that just kind of like just are interested in, like they just want to spend a hundred bucks to like know how to fit out like a home studio? Yes. Do they want to spend more than that? Maybe not. But is there a segment of that market that is much more serious about doing the home studio thing? Maybe they're semi-professional. Maybe they want to do an album. 
right? They want to make maybe they want to make money, which is like the highest, you know, the most invested. Maybe they're already making money, right? Will they pay five thousand dollars? Absolutely, right? If it's because you know, it's more important to them than than the the this the, the larger part of the market. I only want to spend $100, but there is a segment of that market that will spend $5,000. What if you come out to their home and help them choose the equipment and fit it all out? Well, what's that worth? $15,000, $20,000? There's definitely people out there that are charging that to fit out home studios, you know, to, you know, professionals that literally come to your place and tell you how to set up all of You can't see it here. <laughs> I've got the sound deadening stuff like on my roof right now, right? So as I said, I know a little bit about this. So the point is, yes, most people are not going to spend five thousand dollars, but they'll they'll always, almost always, I can't say always, be a segment that if you position your offer the right way, they will spend whatever you want to sell it for five thousand dollars. I mean, obviously, there's a limit. You're not going to spend, sell that for maybe like you know five million dollars, but there's a segment that will spend on a high high priced offer. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so just to recap. If someone's selling courses already, they've already got a warm audience. They've got previous customers who've spent money on that. There'll probably be a segment of their audience who would spend a lot more money on coaching. If they Mm -hmm. can figure out, well, what segment is that? Who might that be? What would they want? Then they could probably make a lot more money from their existing audience from offering coaching. If somebody is trying to scale a course business with ads, they're actually probably better off trying to scale it with coaching because the metrics of it just work out better. If you do that, then the funnel to use is ads to maybe an opt-in to a five-minute video explaining about this very painful problem they're trying to solve that then points to a triage call that then goes to a strategy call on which, and the numbers and each step don't matter too much as long as you're getting a five or 10 to one return overall. But ballpark, you're looking at maybe 60% of people show up to the triage call, maybe 40% of them are a good fit. And then on strategy call, like, you know, ideally you're probably going to be closing, I don't know, 30%, 50%, something like that. No, once then we get through to the second call, you should be closing a lot higher. So, okay. yeah. Um, and for me, it's about 70% and my 60, 70% and, and my, um, my offer is very high priced. So, as I said, like the only people coming through to that second call are caught, like they have the, the problem that you solve and they have they have the money. If you bring those people through and you're not closing it above 50%, then there's something wrong with your sales process, I would say. Okay, yeah. cool. That's good to know. Great. That's amazing, man. Thanks so much for sharing that whole model. That's right. like hopefully opened up quite a lot of people's eyes. It's like, I know that some of the people listening to this they're going to be like, no, I just want to do my low ticket courses. That's cool. Yeah, but if okay. you're thinking, if this is like a, a model that you've not really considered before, this might kind of give you a different way of looking at what's possible for scaling your business and how that might go about. If somebody is listening to this and they're like, man, this sounds really cool. I want to learn more, Luke, about like how you can help get some more mm-hmm. useful resources from you. Where can people go? Yeah. So the, the I mean, as we have a, and I, I have an agency where I, book appointments for coaches and experts so we just kind of do it all for them mm-hmm. but the in the first instance probably best just to get to know me <laughs> see if it resonate with me and what it is that i'm offering and probably the best way to do that is just go to a link called the nine email offers that get clients for free so number nine email so nine email 
just go there and grab that free guide. It has some offers you can send out to your own list to bring in customers or clients. And um, yeah, just jump on my list, read my emails. They're very valuable to help you grow your business. And then if it resonates, then I've got offers in my emails as well. But I think it's just to start the relationship there is probably the best place to go. Great. All right. Nineemailoffers.com. Perfect. If you found the interview useful and you want to get future episodes, subscribe wherever you listened and hopefully see you in the next episode. Luke, thanks so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate your time. No worries. Had a lot of fun.